0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is designed for our podcast listeners and it's designed to help get us into God's word for a few minutes each day. I know that we think a lot of times that boy, I'm just so busy. I don't have time to sit down and read the Bible today or maybe we may feel that way for several days in a row. But if you pull up the podcast, listen to it on the way to work, or on the way home from work, or maybe on a break at work, or lunchtime, or maybe while you're doing some chores around the house. Well, these short studies get us back into God's Word on a consistent basis and help us to focus on our spiritual lives and our relationship with God. Now, You know people in your life who need to change their life, who need to start to think about their souls and their relationship with God. Share these short studies with them. Help them, influence them by doing so, to make those changes in their thinking and in the direction of their lives. You may actually help them get on the right path that will lead them to eternal life with God in heaven after this life is over. Share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, literally anybody and everybody. You can do that through Facebook friends, through text messages, maybe some other technological means that you have access to. But take the time and share. You may turn a life around by your influence for eternal good. Think about that. We're going to finish up our study that we've been going through for Several days now, we've been asking the question, has man outgrown the Bible? Have we in our country, in our culture, in our society, have we gotten knowledgeable enough, sophisticated enough, intellectual enough that we don't need God's word any longer? Have we come to the point where we think that, ah, we know better than that? We don't need to be following those teachings, those restrictions, those thou shalt nots, you know, Somebody who thinks the Bible is full of thou shalt nots must have not read the Bible very carefully, if at all, because it also is filled with the blessings of God, the direction, the protection, the hope, a hope that we don't have through any other source, and that is eternal life with him through Jesus Christ in heaven forever and ever. Oh, no, we have not outgrown the Bible. We've seen that in this particular study. But some people, you see, they, they think they're too intellectual now, too sophisticated to even believe in God. Well, the psalmist dealt with that fallacy long before anybody today was alive. Way back in Psalm 14 and verse 1, thousands of years before, uh, ago, the psalmist wrote, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God know, we need the Bible as food for the soul. It is what will nourish us and strengthen us spiritually. And it's really identified as that kind of food. First Peter two and verse two and Hebrews chapter five, verses 12 through 14. We need the Bible to help us find the cure for our most serious disease. And that's a spiritual disease. And that's the condemnation of sin. We need the Bible to guide us out of that condemnation. Through the blood of Christ shed on the cross as we repent of our sins, Luke 13 and verse 3, and surrender to our Lord and Savior through baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on that cross cleanses us of the guilt of our sins, Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. We need the Bible because it's the only road map to heaven. Oh, yes. Yes. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. John 8 and verse 32. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119 and verse 105. You know the power of the word to change lives? Well, the Hebrews writer talks about it as a two-edged sword, sharp, piercing to the, to the marrow and, and, and it can cut to the heart and change a life. Hebrews 12 and verse 4. We need the Bible because that is the only weapon that the devil fears, the truth of God's word. No wonder it's described as the sword of the spirit among the implements of the Christian armor in Ephesians chapter 6. And again, cutting to the division of soul and marrow, Hebrews 12 and verse 4. Oh yes, when the devil presented himself before our Lord, in the wilderness after Jesus had fasted for 40 days, and so therefore was at his weakest point physically, we would think, when the devil threw at him temptation after temptation, Jesus fended him off each time by quoting scripture from God's word. It is that powerful. The power of God unto salvation is within his word, Romans 1 and verse 16. We need the Bible to give us meaning in life the bible is there and able through the teachings of god to make us complete second timothy 3 and verse 17 to translate us or transform us from the power of darkness which is the sinfulness and the condemnation of wickedness that is so prevalent and so engulfs uh, and so engulfs this world into the kingdom of god's dear son Colossians 1 and verse 13. You know, I talked about an American skeptic visiting Africa, coming across a native of that land reading the Bible, believe it or not. And he told that native, over in America, people no longer read that old book. Well, he was lying. He was certainly exaggerating because most people do read that old book, even until today. But in his circle of skeptics and agnostics and atheists, maybe what he said was true. But that would have been a very limited and small circle by comparison. People don't read that old book any longer. Well, that African native, he said nothing for a moment and then responded in broken dialect, this book Teach me not to eat you. (laughs) That native African had been a cannibal until he read the Bible and began to take it to heart. He had been a cannibal. I imagine that American skeptic or agnostic or atheist, whichever classification he would have fallen into technically, but they're all about the same. I imagine he must have been glad that that native african had read enough of the bible to have transformed his life and no longer lived as a cannibal and so that american skeptic was okay physically safe from danger from that cannibal former cannibal those who change the gospel put themselves under god's curse in Galatians one, beginning with verse six, the apostle Paul wrote to the churches of Galatia. I marvel that you are so that you are turning so soon away from Him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert or twist or change the gospel of Christ. Now notice, Paul said. I'm amazed that so soon after learning the gospel, someone has come along and they're leading you away. They're twisting, they're perverting, they're trying to lead you into a different gospel. But Paul quickly said, it's not really the gospel. Because you see, when you change God's word, it's no longer God's word. It doesn't matter how minutely you think you might change it to suit yourself. It's no longer God's word. When you change the truth it's no longer the truth and the truth god's word is truth remember on the night of his betrayal jesus was praying to the father and in john chapter 17 and verse 17 he said sanctify them by your truth your word is truth truth is constant whether anybody believes it or lives by it or not truth is constant it does not change well, Paul goes on there in Galatians chapter 1, in verse 8, he says, Even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, If anyone preaches any other gospel to you than that you have received, let him be accursed. You see, God's word does not change. And we have no ability or authority to change it ourselves, to suit ourselves. We just don't. In 2 Thessalonians chapter one in verse, you look beginning with verse seven, we get something of a portrait of the final day of judgment. And there it says, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ those who do not obey the truth of God's word in the gospel. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Oh, we have no authority. We have no place to be able to change rightly God's word. And if we do change it, it's no longer God's word. Once you change the truth, as I've said, it is no longer God's word the truth. In Revelation 20 and verse 12, Jesus said, Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Well, how are we guided in that work? Through the truth of God's word. God's word lays it out for us. All scripture has been given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect or complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. God's word guides us into everything that is good. And it warns us not to tamper with his word, not to try to change it in any way. In verses 18 and 19 of Revelation chapter 22. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will will take away his part from the book of life and from the holy city. And from the things which are written in this book no we don't have the authority to change God's word whatsoever whatsoever in Revelation 20 and verse 12 and I saw the dead small and great standing before God and the books were open and another book was opened which is the book of life and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. We can understand that as the books of the Bible, God's word guiding us to eternal life with him in heaven. Oh, how we need to live by those books, the books of the Bible, the truth of God's word. Let's pray together. Father, guide us to live by your word mankind needs it so much right now help them to let go of the disillusion that they can somehow do better than following you through your word help them to see the truth the truth that can set them free the only truth that can set them free please forgive us gracious father may you be glorified through this study